Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And we are part of the Bald Move Network. You can find everything we do at baldmove.com. Uh, I'm a little sick tonight. I'm hopped up on, on a little bit of Milton's tea. <laughs> Trying to make everything clear out, go away. All so, natural male enhancement not... takes it out of your voice, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it does wonders for the voice. <laughs> all the blood uh, rushes all... from your vocal cords. Yeah, I may sound a little bassier tonight as well. Your bass? Yeah. Because we're also doing the remote, the, the cast remote. Did you mention that? Or were you just talking about the cold medication? Uh, it slipped my mind. Okay. We're also doing this uh, another remote cast uh, on account of Jim being under the weather. Yeah, and we also know that we're probably going to have to do more of those in the future uh, because Aaron's looking to move, so... Yeah, also, Madbrew is going to be total. Madbrew's going to be total remote on the uh, Night's Watch. But hopefully, we can get it, uh, everything all worked out. And hopefully, it won't be as shitty as the last time we pulled this. So, eh, well, it sounds like it might be based on what we're hearing right now. <laughs> so, we apologize for that up front. Um, before we get too far in, I also want to remind people that we've got a new t shirt design on our baldmove.spreadshirt.com t shirt warehouse. Uh, it's a really badass uh, Rick Grimes and Daryl Dixon fighting a horde of zombies t-shirt drawn by my our mutual comic book artist friend Jason Hattery, uh, a.k.a. J-Hat. Uh, please check it out, and if you like it, buy it. I yes. did. I'm very happy with my purchase. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We did decent We did uh, decent sales on the first week, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. If you, uh, you want to... Fit in with your fellow bald movers. You got to jump in on that. And also, we've got the Daryl I crossbow Daryl Dixon designs and a couple others that I don't even remember what the inside jokes are for. <laughs> okay. The Rancor one, I still don't. I don't remember why we did that, but I like it. Yeah. It's funny. That was a long time ago at the very start of Bald Move. Back when it was Blue Yonder. Yep. I don't even remember half of those guys. Yeah. Well, we weren't talking about TV, so. They don't matter. Just like this cast so far. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about episode 314 called Prey. Uh, are we ready to get into the recap? Uh, unless you want to talk a general opinions first. Okay, yeah, why don't we? Uh, I have a very strong opinion about this episode uh, and might be somewhat controversial. Yeah, I think you like this a lot. Dude, I love this. I loved it because this is classic horror in so many respects. And I'm I'm a big fan of like Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth and those kind of movies. And this harkens back to an era of horror that was a little different than just like the shock stuff that we have now. Yeah, I feel like this was almost a love letter to Halloween, Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, in a um, lot of ways. So, what would you give it? One to ten? I'm giving it a nine. Wow, uh, just just because of that. I'm giving it a seven. Because I felt like the things that you really liked came across as very tropey to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. there a lot of things didn't make sense. Um, the show's inability to really kind of spatially connect things, uh, mm-hmm. I think, in he- heightened the horror feel, but also left me with a lot of what the fuck moments. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, no, I totally get that. Um, like I said, I'm a sucker for this stuff. So. All right. 
So we're ready for the move on to the recap then. I think so. We start off with a flashback. Yay, flashbacks. Surprising, I know. They they actually don't like to do these very often. Though. But what this, why not? I, I this flashbacks make everything better. They do, don't they? I mean, they saved Lost, right? Lost was a show that needed flashbacks. And I think this, all the time. this show needed flashbacks. Uh, I think this show could have used this flashback la- uh, last season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what if they did like a season... Uh, I mean, this is an extreme example, but I wonder if they portrayed Michelle and Andrew's relationship kind of season two Breaking Bad style, where they always opened up with like a... 60 second flashback of their relationship and then they showed a current you know they they kept on having like almost a dual storyline going um and it would culminate in their kind of like blow out at the woodbury ah i think that would be awesome but it didn't Um, happen so (laughs) no it didn't happen uh and i don't know i don't know what their reservation of flashbacks are here is it just to keep us grounded in where we are, the setting? Well, yeah, and I understand how they don't want to do just like, oh, show us apocalyptic, uh, you know, flashbacks because those are yeah. going to, by definition high budget, right? You can't show sure. the downfall of Atlanta without spending some CGI money and army of little ar- literal army of uh, zombie extras, but flashbacks like this. And we've seen before, like, you know, Lori talking about her and Rick's relationship the day she found out that he had been shot. Those don't cost anything. And they every single time they've done it, it's fleshed out a character. I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, So we get one here, and it's with Michonne, uh, obviously. Um, Andrea is, this is back before they were at Woodbury. They were kind of on the run during the harsh Georgia winter. Exactly. And she's asking Michonne about the walkers and uh, um, basically where she got them. And I guess this is the moment where she finds out or deduces, I guess, that they are somehow related to Michonne. She knew them. I think she's just trying to probe for any kind of non-generic, you know, surface friendship connection with Michonne. And Michonne just isn't having it. Um, so that kind of get, shows <laughs> surprise, us that, surprise. Yeah, it kind of shows it's not like a newfound trait or like this was just all about her being out of her comfort zone in Woodbury. Um, I thought it's kind of interesting because it's a slight departure from the comics. In the comics, uh, these zombies were her boyfriend and her boyfriend's best friend, and mm-hmm. she didn't have any particular animosity towards them. But in this parallel universe, it seems like these guys were scumbags. Heavily implied. I mean, Michonne said they weren't, they, they want, they want human when they were not, what, what did she say? They weren't human to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they deserve what they got. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's certainly, it doesn't rule out the possibility that they're her family, even, right? I That's mean, true. we see the relationship that Daryl and Merle have with their family and all that stuff. So, right. And maybe they're still her family, but I don't know. Right. Uh, the other thing is, uh, Cody from Dual Survivor would not approve of them sleeping without a shelter in the harsh Georgia winter. Uh, yeah, if we're gonna... but he'd also advise that they don't wear any shoes. So there's that. <laughs> you got to take something good with the bad. Um, it is interesting they're having this roaring fire. Um, you'd think that would attract zombies from all all around, and Good. also you'd you think that like you can't find any shelter. Like you can't hole up in a house somewhere or 
It just seems weird that they would literally be on the run. Like, they've said that, but I thought that's kind of hyperbole. hyperbole. It's like, yeah, you might, kind of like Locust, when you run out of local resources, have to move on. But why in the world would you spend the majority of your time outdoors in a zombie apocalypse? I'm with you, man. That seems crazy. And we saw, like, Rick and his group at the very beginning of the season hunting through those houses, and they were all empty, right? Right. Like, Tons of abandoned places for them to go and seek shelter in. Yeah, and you might have a zombie or two in a house, but you clear it, and then you have to worry about. Then you're relatively secure, and as long as you're quiet and you don't let any, you don't make any light and make a lot of noises, then you're going to be assured of a relatively easy escape in the morning because it's not like zombies going to randomly camp out your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, kind of weird. Again, know. the uh, some of this stuff, I am. I don't understand why it doesn't come up in the writer's room. It's like they could have easily staged the scene in an abandoned house and it would have made all those concerns go away. Yep. So. Uh, well, we're only on the first uh, scene here, so we have plenty <laughs> of stuff to pick on them for okay. later. Uh, and, and some more egregious stuff, actually. I I want to say, I don't think this episode is without fault, certainly. I think there's a lot of stuff in here that just screams, boy, this was stupid. Right. Um but I, I overlooked a lot of that because of the cool stuff they did with the horror tropes. Kind of cool dissolve, uh, so, sp- speaking of giving a props, kind of cool dissolve yeah. between the chains. Were you better to go there? Yep. Okay, we'll go uh, there. So, yeah, there's just that transition with the chains uh, of Michonne's walkers and the chains of the governor setting up his torture dungeon, or his workshop, as he mm-hmm. likes to call it. Uh, it's a little sinister. Yeah, we're going to talk about that um, later on, uh, all those different happy fun instruments he had on his table. Uh, Did you get the impression that those were the same chains that Michonne had on her walker pets? I feel like they were. Uh, No, I did not get that, but you could be right because Because they they, were about neck sized. And they were that big hoops, and it's like I I feel like they deliberately dissolved between there that that was going to be an extra insult to injury. Like I'm going to use the chains – that you use to help preserve your life with the zombie camouflage to restrain and do heinous shit to you. Yeah, and I mean, the governor wants biters, right? Yeah. He's already used oh. the biters to get prison. You think he was going to strap... Um, I'm wondering if he'll get biters and put them on those chains. Yeah, and like strap them in yeah, between? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, the, ah, man, unfortunately there's a lot of delay here. Um, it's kind of hard to follow our thoughts okay uh we move on to the next scene where martinez is packing up the weapons and then uh milton and andrea both kind of individually swing by and question what's going on andrea is wondering like what the hell i thought there was a deal on the table um and milton is kind of inquisitive but he blows it off says it's probably just a precaution or a show of force trying to tow uh, still trying to carry the governor's water yeah yeah um I don't know. I mean, Andrea, what 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 do you think of Andrea at this point? I I don't know because I feel like Andrea going back with the governor. I don't know. There's another thing. It's like I always feel like the show is maybe playing with the sequence of events and the editing. You know, it's like I feel like her going back. I mean, Carol told her it's like what you ought to do is go back and kill the governor. And then yeah. she went, and then she chickened out, and then she came back, and she found out some more horrifying things. Um, but he, she went back with him, 
and didn't do anything. And now she's completely pretty much at the governor's mercy. I don't think the governor trusts her. I've got some theories on where the governor is planning. I mean, obviously, it's not a spoiler to say. I thought when the governor was telling her, like, I want you out with me and Rick tomorrow, that the governor was going to use her as kind of bait slash leverage or she might not survive that encounter. Yeah, for sure. That's what I figured, too. So, but anyway, now he's talking about... So do you think she's still... I mean, she's obviously now doing what we wanted her to do a long time ago, what we thought the evidence warranted a long time ago, uh, which is to kill the governor and to to understand that there's something else going on here. He's not a nice guy. Um, A lot of people say it took too long, and I agree with that. I think it did take too long. Um, But in a way, I feel like the same with this episode. There's a lot of stuff they're doing that has to be set up. It has to be set up pretty carefully. Yeah. Um, like this episode didn't really need to happen, right? I mean, there was nothing in here that couldn't have just been cut out and then go to the prison and fight this war. Yeah. But I, I think it adds to not only the character motivations, but also the, the overall. I mean, you need, you need these people to, you need the audience to understand why these people are doing what they're doing. And I think for a long time, everybody has kind of been against Andrea because they saw things that she didn't see directly. And that that's where all the hatred is coming from. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, I, I think last season people were irrationally hating Andrea. I think this season yeah. the hatred of Andrea is a lot more rational. And I also think that the writers took an episode or two too long to turn her character arc around for there to have any kind of redemptive qualities. I mean, people are still going to hate Andrea if she is, assuming she survives this season, there's going to be some uh, Andrea hate momentum carrying over to next season. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It did take too long, but there's a lot of stuff she didn't see, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, they even play with that in this episode. Like, when, when they do the thing with the, the pits... Where they burn the pits. Yeah. We don't know who burned the pits. Right. We're not supposed to know who burned the pits. We're supposed to be thinking who burned the pits. Yeah. That's where they're playing with our perception. In the show, like in the last five episodes, they've been playing with Andrea's perception of things, not necessarily the viewer's perception. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where people are getting like mixed feelings about Andrea. Okay. It's because we know things that she doesn't. And now she knows everything. Yeah. That we so it's finally time to get on Andrea's side, I think. <laughs> okay. I just feel that, you know, maybe this is a, a transition roughness between going to 13 episode seasons and 18 episode seasons, but it feels like there was an episode or maybe episode and a half worth of content that didn't need to be in this season that could have been trimmed and we'd had a much more fluid transition from the first half of this season to the second half, especially considering how, again, we've mentioned this over and over again, how balls to the wall chalk a block full of action the first season first half of this season was and how things have kind of slowed down and gotten a little repetitive a little farmy uh on this back half of the season yeah they have but honestly i think some of those slower episodes have been the more interesting episodes i mean certainly with morgan that was a slow episode i don't consider that a slow episode i'm not talking about slow in the sense of um action i'm talking about slow in the sense of plot being advanced Okay. I thought that yes. was a great episode. In that case, you're right. <laughs> I mean, that episode right there single-handedly turned Rick kind of back around. Yes, he's yep. still... And I, I thought, actually, in this episode, um, we can probably discuss this later on, but 
I think Rick thinks he's more crazy than he actually is at this point. Yeah, no, there's a beautiful moment there at the end with Andrea uh, and him. Yeah, but, we'll, yeah, I really love that. We'll be talking about that more uh, in a little bit. Sure. So, okay, moving on. The governor's preparing his workshop when oh. Milton stops by and questions what he's been doing. Um, what this is, is where he's kind of like laying out his tools. <laughs> his tools. Uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. of those tools, which do you think is the most horrifying? Uh, come on, it's the speculum, right? I, I mean, think that the the turkey baster slash intubation tube slash funnel attachment yeah, yeah, is yeah. the most horrifying because thinking of what that could be used uh, shoved down someone's throat or in conjunction with a speculum or in other orifices with various liquids being introduced is enough to uh, really give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, there's a scene in the old Phantasmagoria game that this always reminds me of where some lady just gets funneled uh, like pasta sauce or something into her mouth until she just explodes. Oh, God. It's so weird and messed up. God, didn't that happen? Did, yeah, that could definitely happen here. Did that happen in uh, like the movie 7, too? Didn't someone get force-fed something until they exploded? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that in a long time. The same here. It seems like it, but all that and Hostel and Saw kind of blends together. Um, anyway, freaky, freaky shit. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they've done an adequate job of developing this aspect of the governor's character? Because I feel like if I'm a person seeing at home that some of this stuff has just come out of left fucking field. Yes, no, I'm totally with you. Like, he seems... it. I know that they were going for, like, Oh, he's just kind of a normal, un misunderstood guy. And then all of a sudden, there's this like total lunacy streak, right? I mean, he gets yeah. his eye gouged out, he gets his daughter killed. Which, now he's just totally off the deep end. Which I thought they did a decent job addressing that aspect of it because, you know, if you crawl in his head a little bit and he considers that his daughter, and then his daughter gets killed in fairly brutal fashion by a guy that he kind of didn't like anyway because she fucked up his relationship with Andrea. Um, I can understand the need for vengeance. Uh, this medical gyno torture porn is what it's kind of like. That seems it not just more crazy, but a different flavor of crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's a direct result of them not being able to take things as far in the comic as they were or far in the TV shows that did in the comic. Now they're trying to, I feel like, get in that flavor of the governor, and it just seems like maybe it's uh, like, wow, this guy, uh, you know, jumped, jumped uh, the crazy shark. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he he just escalated it too fast, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, like I said, it's it's not just an escalation. It's not like he went from five on the crazy gyno port torture scale that now he's at eleven. He's he's gone from okay, he's he's gone to a different scale. Yeah, he's that's that's a whole different type of of flavor and color and texture of crazy. <laughs> okay, no, I'm with you. Uh, and, and they really wanted to make a point too of, of us like. Don't miss the speculum. I'm going to tap on it with yes. my dentistry tool. Yeah. Like, that's what they wanted us to get out of that scene. Maybe so, he knows something um, about Andrew, or I guess it would be Michonne that we don't. It's like the uh, the vagina denta. <laughs> Have you heard of, of that? Uh, not. I guess it wouldn't be fantasy. Uh -oh. It would be a mythical scary story about the vagina of a teeth. 
Maybe uh, just, no, so. There's a movie called Teeth, yeah. right? And it's about that. I've seen that. It's about okay. So you, you get that. Maybe he's just going to give her a checkup. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure that's what it's for. Yeah. All um, right. Uh, so, is it just me, or am I crazy for not having realized before that Milton was kind of on board with everything that's going on here in Woodbury? Like he's the guy who's been doing these experiments because the governor's daughter was zombified and like he knew about that and he was trying to figure out a way to save her. Yeah. Okay. But on board, I didn't get that till this scene. Oh, really? What did yeah. you, what did you think then that he was just doing this because the governor was forcing him to? No, no, no. I thought that Milton was doing these things because he wanted to find like, as for a more general reason, like I want to find a cure for this. I want to save oh. everybody, but like not specifically because the governor's daughter was zombified. I think that that's kind of goes hand in hand. Like you know, um, maybe what's really happening is the Milton's becoming aware of how much the governor's manipulated him. That maybe the governor really didn't give a shit about turning things around with civilization and building a new thing and this big. That was just his. That was just what Milton wanted to hear. So Milton was all yeah. too eager to do the experiments and and help him out. But now what he's realizing is the governor was only ever about himself and telling people what they needed to hear so he could get them under his power. And he's seen... Well, I mean, it doesn't feel like that, right? Because, I mean, during this episode, he's trying to plead with Andrea, saying, look, this guy has not always been the governor. He was Philip before all this. Like, I remember him before that. Well, he might still be... There's definitely been a progression. He might still be a step slow, but I think now he's doing a lot of waking up in this episode. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which I have to say, uh, my liver is super happy about the direction that Poindexter is taking right now. I'm, you were happy I'm, with the screamer pit like, burn. Yeah, t- t- Tom G asked me like, uh, you know, how what what do I think uh, Milton's odds of surviving the season are? And I'm like, let's just say that if my liver was on a DefCon scale, that we'd be right about a peacetime readiness right now. I have no <laughs> doubt in my mind that Milton is going to get killed in and fa- probably fairly gruesome fashion before the season's up. All right. I mean, you can't openly defy well, the governor, which arguably he did in this episode, and not have nothing come of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, okay, let's move on. Milton goes to Andrea to tell her about the governor's plans for her friends, uh, and he takes her to a room that has that like overlooks the governor's workshop. <laughs> yes. The observation <laughs> deck for the torture room. Yeah. Uh, and he tells her that she needs to leave, but um, Andrew decides she's going to kill the governor. Mm-hmm. And then conveniently he walks into the room. Uh, she aims the gun and like Milton just uh, Milton stops her somehow. But I... What reason do you think Milton has for stopping her at this point? I don't really know, except for, I guess, if you grade this on an Andrea curve, he has just been confronted with this ugly details, and now he's still thinking that this is the Philip that he's founded Woodbury with, and, um, you know, there was some speculation on Facebook that maybe that that actually Milton is, is, they're related somehow. There's a deeper connection, like they not just knew each other post-apocalypse, but they had some kind of relationship, um, you know, pre-apocalypse that they had worked together. So it's like, I, I, it feels like, I don't know that there's, 
he still thinks maybe he can be redeemed. It's the Luke Skywalker complex. There's still good in you. Yeah. No, also, I, I think the other thing, whatever is, bond they have. Yeah. So you got that. And number two is he articulated a fairly good reason, which is like, what you're going to kill him. And then what you're not going to make it out of here. Martinez is going to take over and he's just a notch less crazy yeah. than the governor. Okay, well, you you hit both my points there. <laughs> That's essentially what I was thinking too. All right, so uh, we're on the same page there. Um, so he's whistling a tune in the uh, room there while they're watching. Uh, the tune is actually the same tune, the same song that was playing on the radio when, or on the record player when he was brushing his daughter's hair. Ah, uh, it's called "Bye ba- Bye Baby Bunting." Ah, have you yes, heard this song before? I have heard that song. I. Did you pick that up yourself, or did it get something sent in by the listeners? No, hell no. I've never heard that song before. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't listeners either. I was reading it on some site. I don't know. Okay. I did, yeah. I did a search for it. I heard it. Okay. Uh, the lyrics to this song are interesting because it's it's just a, like a short four-liner. It says, Bye, baby bunting. Daddy's gone a-hunting. Gone to fetch rabbit skin to wrap his baby bunting in. Hmm. Interesting that they picked that song. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, the governor has definitely gone hunting. I mean, not only this episode, but with Michonne. I mean, he wants her bad. Oh, yeah. So, very, very apt thing for him to be whistling there. Um, that's all I have on that scene. Did you want to move on? Uh, yeah. Okay. Back in some house, I don't know, in Woodbury there. Andrea is questioning why Milton stopped her from killing the governor, and when Milton says, "Because ah, I knew that guy Philip before this governor," she doesn't want to believe that he still exists. Um, <clears throat> she just sees a governor now, which is good because I think that's all that is really there anymore. Um, Milton tries to reason with her by asking what happens after she kills him. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, she realizes that she's got to go back to the prison to warn Rick, and, and Milton decides that he's not going to go with her. Okay. Um, and there's this moment between them in the scene where Andrea kisses Milton on the cheek. She she basically says, if you stay here, or since you're staying here, you need to not just shut your eyes and go along with everything that's happening anymore. Which is big and, fucking talk from Andrea. <laughs> right, I know. Um, so, do you think that that is what motivated him to go burn those screamer pits? Like, is he now on board with getting rid of the governor or at least seeing that this guy is a freaking lunatic. So you're subscribing to the Milton burn down the screamer pits theory. Uh, not totally. No, no, I'm more asking the question, um, with the audience's assumption, that that's what happened. Okay. Because I'm, I, they, I, I feel, they purposely didn't show us that. I feel like I'm 99.9% sure that he did. Um, but you're right. It could, it's, it's yeah. either, it's either him or Tyrese. Well, I don't think Andrew could have done about it. Him later. I, I feel like it's, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. <laughs> okay. Well, do you agree that it can't be Andrea? Oh, you want uh, to yes, talk I about it? Never cannot. mind. Never, I'm sorry. I'm trying to force you into do. <laughs> I'm trying to force no you into the discussion you're you're not want to have right now. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, what did you think so, about Andrea? Yeah. What did you think about Andrea's demeanor in this scene? Are you just talking about her general pissed off nature? Like, oh, I thought she she's was angry at Milton. She's angry at the governor. She's angry at everybody at the moment. I actually thought she was trying to play sweet and innocent. She kind of acted very coy and like, no, okay. I think that's how she used Milton. Really? Like, that's what I got out of this kiss. It's like 
she's trying to tell Milton, look, you you are being suckered here, and it's because of your good nature. You okay. need to snap out of that and kind of be an asshole for a second. Okay. <laughs> or not not an asshole, but just grow some stones, you know? Okay, all right. So maybe she is showing that, but I, I think that's more just for Milton's sake, not not her own. I think she's very angry at the moment. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else on that scene? Nope. Okay. Andrew's heading out of Woodbury, and Martinez stops her, takes her gun, which, eh, I don't know how I feel about Andrew just giving up her weapon like that for no good reason. Uh, the governor comes up and apologizes for not telling her about what's happening, and he invites her to come along to the meetup tomorrow, and she says she'll be there. Okay. I think this is where I was talking about her demeanor and that she was very, uh, you know, the governor was, I think, increasingly insincere and not caring about how transparent his lies are. And she kind of unwisely was that way back to him. Like, okay, whatever you say, honey. Yeah, I just want to help. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, we're, too, we're too late for both of them to be doing this. Um, I don't, that's not a shot at the show. I'm just saying that that's, I think they both, it's interesting, like almost triangle here between the governor, Andrea and Milton, where they're both basically saying to each other, uh, subtextually, I'm tired of your shit and I'm not putting up with it anymore. But on the surface, everything's still hunky dory in contrast to the scene later with Tyrese, where I think Tyrese generally is clueless. But the governor assumes he's yeah. playing the same game. <laughs> oh, oh, you think the governor's giving him more credit than he deserves? No, yeah, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, Tyrese and Sasha are standing guard on the wall, and there's uh, this single walker that walks up toward the gate. Tyrese gets in apparently some much-needed target practice. <laughs> Indeed. he's freaking terrible. Shot. He's terrible. So he's bad. A, a scope. On that thing, right? Which, at that range, I don't think helps you that much. It might be more of a hindrance. Especially when he finally shot him ten feet away. Yeah, Um, definitely. But that's that's some shameful shooting. That's some shameful shit there, Tyrese. Yeah, we got got shitty rifle guy now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my hero. My hero shitty rifle guy. Sorry to say it, but yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't defend it. I can't defend it. He that first shot, he missed by four feet at least, because you saw where the bullet hit the I, ground. Yeah, you did. No, I, I actually like that because it shows that, like, okay, Tyrese may be a badass, and and maybe like a little of the comic book and what I know of him is rolling over into that because they haven't really shown him being a badass much lately. True, or at all. He's kind of been. Series. He's kind of been fairly beta, as we would say. Yeah, definitely. Peacemaker. But, and... but I like a guy who looks tough, like Tyrese looks. Yeah. Um, you, you don't see him being awesome at everything that he's trying, because he's probably never fired a gun, right? Yeah. I mean... It's a fair assumption. Based on his backstory from the comics, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, and the, again, in the, that's kind of a true to the comics. It's not a spoiler at this point, because it's we've happened. It's just we saw it. But in the comic books, Tyrese is a notoriously terrible shot. He's much more, oh, of a, okay. cool. much more of a brawler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get a glimpse of that, too, this yep. time. Yep. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Andrea comes up, and she tries to get them to abandon their post by lying about Martinez wanting them on the other side of the town. Uh, they don't, don't fall for it. 
And when Andrew tries to leave, Tyra, Tyrese tries to reason with her, and she warns him about the governor and then leaves anyway. Um, and Tyrese won't shoot her. There's, <laughs> there's an awesome, awesome look at the end of this scene where Tyrese says, what did you want me to do, shoot her? And he looks over, and his face is saying, like, that's not the right thing to do, but also, I don't even know if I could freaking hit her from here. <laughs> right. Like, she's running away. I'm not sure. But that was pretty hilarious. What do you think of Andrew's decision not to, the, to come down to the bad case of the Michonnes? Like, she basically said in a mysterious way possible that the governor is sketchy and you all should leave. No, no, no. See, if that was Michonne, she just would have stared them down and walked through the gate. <laughs> well, like, she wouldn't have said anything. Fair, fair point. Still, I just feel like, like I, there. this show is over-relies on no one talking to each other, and that makes the social interactions way worse than it could be. She could have said things like, why don't you go check out his torture room? Or, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of things she could have said, specific details that would have completely defanged the governor's later offensive against her as, you know, well, she's just crazy. She was out there and, you know, what the harsh Georgian winter can do to people. It turns them crazy. Look at Rick. Look at Andrea. So, yeah, no, good point. Uh, we move on to Tyrese and Sasha telling the governor and Martinez that Andrea left. Um, there was the stark realization in this scene, just how tall David Morrissey is, right? Yeah. I mean, this, this guy's like a good foot taller than Tyrese, than Chad Coleman. Uh, that uh, might have been, I don't think he's that much taller, but he is kind of in the Liam Neeson range, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's got... A, that, I mean, physically... everything about this guy screams Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even his rough southern accent. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, well, I won't go into why it's kind of crazy that the governor is so much taller than Tyrese, but it has to do with his backstory in the comic book. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so the governor heads out after Andrea, but Milton's kind of meets up with him in the street, says he should just let her go. Um, the governor figures out that Milton's been talking with Andrea and that she knows about Michonne and the deal that he supposedly made with Rick, but obviously didn't. Um, and he just he kind of gets angry here and shoves Milton around, and Milton's kind of shitting himself. Mm-hmm. Did you think that... Uh, first of all, Milton is just a super bad liar. Um, yeah. Also, did you think, did you get the opinion when he's like, why don't you go out and help Martin, 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 Martinez out? Did you feel like that that was a death sentence? Oh, no. Oh, really? Cause I, I've strongly felt when he said, you know, why don't you go out there and help him out? And then we saw them pulling up to the screamer pits. I'm like, is this how they're going to reinduce them to the prison group? Because is he like Martinez going to try to shove him in there and Tyrese lay down the law and then they run back off to the prison? Or I, I just felt like the way the governor did it, like, why don't you help them? You know, I just thought that was like, yeah, they aren't, they ain't coming back one way or another. Well, I mean, I don't know. Milton just wraps his arms in duct tape and he's fine. <laughs> so not a problem. <laughs> true. True. Completely rendered uh, a zombie threat, uh, neutralized. Yep. Uh, we get a really short shot here of Andrea running down the road, and then we go back over to Martinez uh, at the Screamer Pits. Or, sorry, outside the gate. Inside the gate, I guess. It would be stupid to get ready outside the gate. Uh-huh. Uh, Martinez <laughs> tells Tyrese Group that they need to get ready for a mission uh, in five. 
uh, Alan comes over and tells him not to screw up what they've got here because Tyrese is kind of questioning things and, and he noticed him getting talked about the governor. And it becomes apparent that Tyrese saved Donna and that she's kind of pre- preferred to stick by Tyrese after that point instead mm-hmm. of sticking by her husband, Alan. Mm-hmm. So there's some, some beef between these two guys. I mean, he feels like she's stealing her away, right? Yes. And I would like to say more, but I was going to have to wait for the spoiler section because there's some interesting, you know, Walking Dead likes to kind of play with their expectations from the comic. And, um, you know, without trying to spoil anything, I, there's a little discussion to be had in the spoiler section. Okay. Well, I might say if I got some other stuff on that that I've kind of implied from the show. Um, but I'll save that for the spoiler section. Uh, so you could shoot it down. Okay. After about 45 seconds in this scene, mm-hmm. Martinez jumps out of the car and he's like, yo, I said five. And I'm like, man, it's been not even a minute yet. Yeah. Give him five minutes. Usually TV time works in their opposite. It's like you got 30 seconds where the bomb goes off and you get five minutes. <laughs> this is yeah, an inversion of that. Yeah. Yeah. Martinez does things differently. Uh, we go back over to Andrea, who is still running down the road, and she is able to duck to the side in the woods and find cover as the truck goes by. And of course, we are assuming at this point that it's the governor, and we find out later that it is. Um, mm-hmm. While she's resting, she's attacked by a small pack of walkers and nearly killed. Uh, uh, I gotta say, this scene, um, I wasn't too impressed with the effects. Yeah. Uh, I like the arm break because that was practical and you could tell it. But the CG blood and the obvious non-stabbing of these zombies is what really got me. What are you are you talking about Andrea in the in the in the woods? Yeah. Okay, I think didn't we Okay, never mind, never mind. I I'm, I'm sorry. I got lost in my own notes. Um yeah, my criticism is that it seems like we had both uh, super teleporting zombies, but they're also incredibly incompetent. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you know, some of these zombies can go so far as grabbing your arm and manipulating it and then leaning down and biting you. Other zombies are completely flummoxed by a knee to the chest. They yes. can't no, scratch I'm... you. They can't grab your arm to bite you. They just can, like, you know, walk forward blindly with their arms failing. Yeah. Well, it's... It's a matter of convenience, and at that moment, Andrea would have been dead. And the other thing, had they not been dumb zombies. The other thing that we were talking about on Facebook during the live thread was, I think something that this show is getting away from that they did really well in the first two seasons, where they would play, they would set up a jump scare like this, and then not have it play off at least half the time. Whereas this season, yeah. every single time, you're like, uh, a zombie's going to jump out of there. A zombie does jump out of there. So there is no real tension. Like, there was no surprise or shock when the arm came through the tree. It's like, I knew it was going to happen. Whereas, like, you remember in the pilot, Rick coming down that staircase and the match kept burning out. And the whole time you're thinking, oh, shit, a zombie's going to grab him. A zombie's going to grab him. Nothing happens. Um, There was an incident last year, I think, when Maggie and Glenn were checking out a store where you kept on thinking a zombie's going to jump out, a zombie's going to jump out, and it didn't. And then a couple episodes later, the same situation, and it did. It's like you have to keep us on the toes. You can't just keep hitting the zombie popping out of nowhere button and still be effective. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, There weren't a lot of places for this episode to 
throw zombies into the mix, though, is right. the issue, right? I mean, the only place they really did was in the warehouse, um, and then right here. So they kind of needed some zombie action to break up the human action in this episode, or the right. the human uh, plot advancement, not necessarily action. Right. So, um, we move back to Tyrese's group, who's being introduced to the Screamer Pits by Martinez. Uh, these are the Screamer Pits, right? Yeah, I'm assuming... Why do they call them Screamer Pits? Why do they call it? Yeah. I'm assuming it's because when they throw living survivors in there, they scream. Okay. That's kind of the implication. That's what I assume, too, but we've never seen them do that, right? Well, but they said they were going to do it with uh, Lori and Glenn. I think that's like that's stand, one of their standard operating procedures. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Tyrese, any way you stack it, Tyrese doesn't like it, uh, and he tells Martinez that if that's the way it's going to be, we'll get out of your way if that's what you want, but we can't can't tolerate this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alan doesn't like the idea of him and his boy being back out on the road uh, because of Tyrese and. And he says it, and then Tyrese just snaps on the guy and says, oh, yeah, like you protected Donna? Yeah. Like, one scene ago, Yeah, he was saying, look, it's not about you, it's not about me, like, I know you could have protected her, too. And now he's snapping and calling him out on it. I don't get it. Yeah, well, which do you think is a real Tyrese? Because it does seem like there's extreme emotional whiplash. Definitely. Um, I feel like... Everything else that the show has shown me has said that Tyrese is a good guy. And I actually listened to uh, some of the AfterBuzz podcast with Glenn Mazzara that they had on last night. Yeah. Um, and he said as much. He said at at his core, um, Tyrese is basically just a good guy. Uh, they didn't mention why he snaps, or at least I didn't get to that part. Yet. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I think Tyrese is a good guy, and there was just this weird moment there. Gotcha. Uh, I did like how Martinez just kind of takes it all in stride. Um, he's like, take him back to town and let him do some knitting or something. I mean, <laughs> he's like, he looks over when he, when Tyrese attacks the guy or Alan attacks Tyrese. And he's just like, hmm, that's interesting. There's a fight going on over there. Do you think that, that he was kind of ordered to put these guys through their paces and see what's up? So he was like... Uh, that's a good question. Because the governor's like, we need to see if these people are going to be reliable as soldiers. Take them to the screamer pits and see what happens. Because that's going yeah. to play our hand one way or another. Yeah, the next step was to take them into the torture room and ask them what they thought about it. Right. <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, I've got a speculum here on the table. What do you think about that? We have a question. We, we have one of those questionnaires where it's like little bubbles from one to ten. Do you strongly agree or strongly disagree at the use of speculums and torture? <laughs> How about force feeding funnel mechanisms? And Tyrese is like, I'll give it a two because I do disagree with it. But I, who knows what could be later on down the list? I I, I need to save yeah. one for like if he's got a speculum with spikes or something. <laughs> or maybe it's just a scare tactic, you know? Okay, uh, we go back to Andrea, who's headed out across the field. When the governor comes rolling up behind her again, um, <laughs> she tries to hide, but he spots her and chases her through the field until she hits the tree line and he can't follow in his truck. The ridiculous loud truck. Um, oh, my God. It's, it's it. yeah. And... <laughs> 
How? Oh, I don't know. Why is he honking? Can can someone answer me that? <laughs> this guy clearly, he's so, I don't know if he's egotistical or what, but he is so oblivious to anything <laughs> that would get him an advantage tactically. He's just uh, like, I'm going to drag this shovel through the warehouse. I'm going to whistle. I'm going to honk my horn in my truck. He doesn't care. I, yeah. He's I just, just like, he's like Jason in, in the uh, Jason movies where he's just going to keep coming at you until he gets you. Right. Like he doesn't have the advantage of being indestructible, <laughs> but he's just, that's, he's got that same attitude. I'm, I'm the ultimate villain here. You have to be afraid of me. I'm not afraid of you. I mean, I guess maybe was there a thought of uh, this is going to be some kind of psychological edge. She's going to lose her shit because she can hear my engine roaring and yeah. my uh, horn blowing. But I just thought it was funny. Like, I just kept on thinking, like, honk, honk on your ass uh, <laughs> the whole time she's running from him. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird. Uh, later that evening, Andrea finds that abandoned warehouse and hides inside just as the governor rolls up. Again, um, he seems to conveniently have tracked her everywhere she goes. I don't know how he's so good at this, but uh, he is apparently. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of leads us into commercial. When we come back, Andrea's Andrea's inside. The governor comes inside. She makes a ton of freaking noise. This I, is when a... you're running from somebody. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, even before the glasses on the floor, it's like she's just stomping around. And and I just I just want to say that this felt like a shot for shot reenactment of the last fifteen minutes of Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, we just needed to see him yeah, uh, expect- get up into some lava at the end or some molten metal. I expected him to start saying like "Call to John." <laughs> you know, it's like it was really the setting was the same. Um, uh, you know, I I put on Facebook, so it's like if we're continuing the analogy. Uh, I guess Andrea be Sarah Connor, the governor be T-1000, and then the zombies turn out to be Arnie because they save her at the end, coming out yeah. of a slow reveal with, like, a grenade launcher. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought that was... And and, yeah. and the music was very T2. It was very... Wom, wom, you know? Dude, and, I loved it. Like, this scene was so good because it's classic horror, like I was saying earlier, in so many ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is everything from, like, child's play movies to the Jason and Freddy. It's, it's every kind of killer Texas chainsaw massacre. It's like the, and it helps that in so many ways, Andrea has been like oblivious to a lot of things and kind of like the innocent character here, Uh because that's who you always see in those movies. That's, that's a trope. Like it's the innocent girl running from the horrible monster. Right. Uh, And the innocent oblivious girl. (laughs) And that's who Andrea has been for so long. She's not now, but yeah, I think that worked on multiple levels. And like you said, the music here, the score is fantastic for a thriller, and that's what we're kind of going for. Yeah, if you have to crib from something, T2 is not a bad place to crib from. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, I mean, I can give Zombie Kill of the Week right here. That, that shovel to the face. Yeah. That's disgusting, man. <laughs> There's something about the zombie's eyeballs that was particularly gruesome. Yeah. They weren't in the right place or something. I don't know. <laughs> or um, uh, who's the the Greg Nicotero had like peeled grapes and used those for the eyeballs. I mean, there was something very yeah. texturally wrong about them, you know. Well, it's the cloudy 
dead zombie eyes. Yeah, and they kind of were bulgy, especially when he put the sho- applied the shovel. It's like the kind of like stress ball popped out. Yeah, just I mean, they're the sheer amount of close up impressive zombie kills that they pulled out this season. And you go back to last season where you had <laughs> uh, Maggie stripping off the guy's mask and his whole face came off with it. I mean, they're really knocking the zombie gross out effects out of the park. Yeah, and most of those are practical effects, and you can tell. Oh, yeah. Shovel to the face, totally practical. And I think those work way better than the CG stuff that we saw with Andrea and that knife. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. didn't have the same effect. Um, Well, I think also she's just... I mentioned this last year. She's very bad at filming action. Like, she had this heroic uh, kill against a zombie with a pitchfork, and it's just like... You know, there's a way that you would move your body with a pitchfork to give the 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 impression that you're putting your full weight behind it and driving into a human body. And then there's what Andrea did <laughs> without like, yeah. you know, it's like, look, I, I understand. Look, it's like I can just see Mazzara with his head in his hands. Like, look, uh, Lori, uh, I understand there's not a real zombie there, but can you pretend like you're actually hitting something with that fucking pitchfork? Well, I... Yes, I agree, but at the same time, you gotta feel sympathy because they can't stab a person through with a pitchfork, right? No. Like, while they're filming these seats, how do you make it look real without actually doing it? I don't know. Have her, like, stab a pig and then airbrush the pig out, or better yet, have her stab, like, a dead pig. A dead pig. A pig that's, that's been already for slaughter. Have her stab a dead pig. It's like, okay, you know how that felt? You know how your arms move? You know how you kind of hit resistance? Now, at, use your acting abilities to portray that. Although I guess it's much easier for the governor. He's literally shoving a, a shovel into a zombie's face. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a fake, a real fake zombie's face and hitting real concrete. So I just think that yep. Lor- this Lori seems like she's exceptionally bad at, at shooting action. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that for sure. Uh, there's a massive, huge, enormous oversight here at the end of this scene. But I'm going to give some credit to the listeners here because... Uh, I didn't notice it, but okay. uh, Jessica C. and Atlanta did. And, well, I guess we can talk about it now. Um, why doesn't Andrea jump in the governor's truck? Or slash his tires? Or I wonder something? the same. I'll, I'll steal some of the credit from the listeners because I said the same thing. Like, I understand you. It's very Bond villain, right? Like, I'm closing the door to my uh, awesome trap, and I'm just assume that everything goes according to plan. Even if you assume that he's dead, why wouldn't you steal his truck to drive to the prison faster? Yeah. Maybe he took the keys. Uh, I, uh, I mean, that's the only thing I can think, and she didn't know how to disable a car. That's not exactly common knowledge. Would you know how to disable sure, a car, no. Jim? Uh, no, I would not. But I would know <laughs> how to take the knife that she clearly has and stab tires. Ah, just in case he's not dead. That's true. That's true. He'd have a hard time romping and stomping through the uh, Georgia terrain. Uh, if yeah, the tire slashed. So yeah, I, I can't defend that. All right. Um. So now we cut over to the screamer pits, and somebody, somebody, uh, uh, maybe not Milton, torches the screamer pits. Do you think it's Milton? You think it's Milton? Ninety nine point nine percent. Yes. Yes. Okay. There. And, I don't. If if it's if it's Tyrese, my respect for his lying ability shot through the roof because he (laughs) deadpan to the governor when the governor said, how did you get the gasoline? Which I thought was somewhat interesting. Um, 
you know, interesting yeah. tactic. We'll, we'll we'll get to that later. But yeah, if it's not, I I don't think it can be Andrea. Because number one, can't, she can't she, be Andrea. Right? She didn't even know where those pits were. And she, I, I'm assuming that they're close to Woodbury. Yeah. Am I crazy for assuming that? Yes. No, no, you're not. I am crazy. You're not crazy. Yes, okay. I'm affirming your your thoughts. Okay, so she, without a, the advantage of a truck, would have to go back to the Screamer Pits and then back to the prison. Right. Uh, by morning. I don't know that she could do that. No, I, I so, think... No, that... I, I'm all certain it's not Andrea. I'm I'm not certain that it's not Milton. I think there's a good possibility that it's Milton. But I think it's it's extremely conspicuous that they did not show us as the audience who that was. Why would they do that if it was Milton? Well, they do all kinds of stupid shit. Like, for example, uh, Lori being backlit and it's like, is it Lori or not? I mean, like, of course it's Lori. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, they... Fair enough. So the reason is they do all sorts of stupid shit. Yeah. Like, like the, okay. the, another example, the, ob- the torture observation deck. The governor could not have missed those two standing there yeah, yeah. viewing them in plain daylight. Venetian blinds don't work that way, damn it. And, uh, you know, it's like, so I, it's one of those things where I just don't feel like staging is their strong suit. And, and I'm going to be genuinely kind of blown away slash impressed if it turns out it was Tyrese and not Milton, because that makes Milton's behavior very weird at, you know, in retrospect, like, okay, why wouldn't he be more vehemently in denying? Why would he play that? Like, you know, like, yeah, I did. Uh, I hope you find out who caught the uh, whoever torched the screamer pits, Governor. You know, I hope you catch me. Yeah, no. Well, why would he do that? He right. doesn't seem like that kind of character at all. So, um, it's probably him. Um, another, a listener has another take on it, and okay. I'll save that for when we get to the spoiler or to the feedback section. Cool, cool. Um, but Andrea's uh, Andrea finally makes it to the prison, and she's standing outside. She tries to flag down Rick, who's standing watch, and the governor grabs her right before. Uh, she's able to get spotted by Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the moment I was talking about where at the end of this, they kind of play it off like Rick Rick thinks he's crazy because he's seeing things where in actuality he did see something. Very, very nice touch. I actually yeah. chuckled, uh, uh, had a pretty good dark chuckle about that. Um, although, that was- to be fair, hallucinating lookouts make poor lookouts. Also, to be fair, this show is the same one that put Dale, you know, he's like the worst lookout of all time, and he got, continued to be a lookout, so that's kind of like a Walking Dead thing. Bad lookouts abound in this show. I mean, <laughs> and, and Maggie and Glenn, plot. Maggie and Glenn's what? supposed to look out, they fuck each other in a closed garage, it's like, yeah. there's no Nobody's looking keep- out, no looking out in the show. No, I, and half the plot is predicated on poor lookouts, so we would be... We'd still be on the farm if it weren't for the poor lookouts. Right. Like, Randy Jackson from American Idol could not survive on this show because he could never utter the phrase, good looking out. It was, he'd never wow. have occasion to use it. That, that reference went over my head. I do not watch American Idol. <laughs> I don't either, but I did for enough years that it's kind of stuck. So, there's some people uh, out there that liked one. it. Some people out there got that reference. Okay. Uh, so, oh, by the, the way. I want to say yeah. that I thought this was a very good Andrew Lincoln performance. It showed a what yeah. I think 
a more realistic view of a person kind of doubting their sanity and is very kind of quiet but powerful. So what you didn't buy his performance in the prison when he saw Lori? No, I, I think I'm on record as not <laughs> liking Andrew Lincoln's "I'm going batshit crazy" performances this year, and there's been yeah. many of them. There has been. This was by far quieter, more introspective, uh, full frame face shot. I liked it. Very good. We go back over to the Screamer Pits where, uh, I don't know this dude's name, but kind of Martina's sidekick. Um, not Tyrese? Forged. <laughs> not, not Tyrese, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, th- he finds out that the Screamer Pits have been torched, and there's this horrific shot it's of the burnt corpses in awesome. there. Awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, this this reminds me, there's, I can't remember which movie it was in, but there's this shot of I want to say Freddy, or J- maybe it's in Jason Goes to Hell, uh, where they show like basically the tortured souls in hell, and this is kind of what that reminded me of. Hmm, interesting. It, it's just like, and this is something you can't do in any genre, but the zombie genre. Yeah, right. Because you don't have anything that could survive no. a fire like that. No, no. And to a like where they could move around. I kind of have an internal debate about would it be worse if their eyes were like burnt out and but they're still moving around with these gaping eye sockets or the fact that they still had these yellowed eyes in their face was that creepier? Thoughts? Uh, the way they filmed it was sufficiently creepy. I think they should have mixed and matched. There should have been one zombie with its eyes burst and burnt out and then the others had the yellowed eyes. But wow, the makeup well, and practical did. effect job. If you, if you look at the wide shot there, uh, there are some corpses that are just totally burnt. Yeah, and those but they're are not. But they're dead. dead. They're not actually yeah. there. And so um, we had a speculation that heat from the fire would be enough to kill a zombie's brain. Apparently, that's not true. You have to physically in- disintegrate their bodies and like burn yeah, their so brain now case. Take that knowledge and go back to the car scenes on the highway from. The beginning of season two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where all those people are dead. I don't buy that an open fire on your face will not burn your brain to the point where you're dead. Yeah, but but heat from the Georgia, the harsh Georgia summer, (laughs) sitting in your car would. I don't buy that. Yeah, because their car at most is going to get like 150, 160, like not even easy bake oven temperatures. That fire is going to be. I mean, I don't know. Four. I know paper burns at 454 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and that's fairly easily, but I would think gas would burn even even hotter. Um, yeah, I would think so. Although you know that wasn't nearly enough gas to do any where near that amount of damage either. So, um, yeah. But nitpicks aside, awesome. Probably the best since maybe the Bicycle Girl zombie effect work. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was phenomenal. Uh, we go back to Martinez in town, and he reports that the uh, the pits were burned to the governor, and he blames Tyrese and his sister for it. Uh, which d- do they have any actual evidence, or is he just assuming? Uh, I thought he was just going fishing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also thought that the governor was a very bad liar. I mean, when yeah. he's like, "Well, why didn't you just tell us that from the beginning?" and he's like, "We, we, we d- 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 don't." to discuss tactics with outsiders. It's like, yeah, he's not as smooth in that moment as he has been in previous lives. I feel like this is a spectrum though. He's he at the beginning of last season or 
season 3.0, he was very smooth, very accomplished, very politician-like. Now, like as he starts to uh, mentally unravel, he's losing that ability. And I think he's also losing the ability to care. Um, you know, he's like becoming a sociopath, like a real yeah, human I, would I think know. It's more that, of that than, yeah. than not being able to lie. He just doesn't care anymore. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, do you think that Tyrese was sincerely like, what the fuck, when he asked him, where'd you get the gas? He's like, come again? Or do you think that was him just being an exceptionally good liar? Like you said earlier, we have not seen him be an exceptionally good liar. Liar. So, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he was honestly he had nothing to do with it. All right. Plus, I don't know where he would have found the opportunity to sneak away. I mean, I assume unless he was like put on guard and he went up, he snuck away then, but he'd probably be dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy can't shoot a weapon for his life. Right. So I don't know. I don't see him rolling out there. And where would he get a truck? Where would he get the gas? I think Milton is much more likely to know how to get that stuff. Agreed. There's also, the governor tells Martinez when he's out in the truck to go get more biters because they're going to need some. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? What is his plan? Is he Man, taking those? I is don't. that for Michonne in the dungeon? Or is that like to try another gambit at the prison? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it feels like he shot a zombie wad at the prison already. Like, how much more can, you know, you can't drive through the prison walls and pull that shit. And there's plenty of zombies (laughs) all over the prison at this point. So I kind of think, but but if he's going to use it to, like, torture slash frighten Michonne, he doesn't need that many. Yeah, just so. Yeah, I'm really hoping the next episode they surprise us with some really ingenious way to use these walkers to take that prison. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Agreed. Um, the governor sees Milton in the street, and they discuss the pits and that that scene you were talking about, where he's either a very smooth liar um, or a very bad liar, one of the two. <laughs> and uh, then after that, there's a zoom in through the warehouse to Andrea in the governor's workshop. Oh, the hats off to this scene. The camera work of um, the, the the camera zooming in on the governor's face as the rock music plays in, and then that one take twisty passage to the governor's workshop. Very Tarantino-esque, I thought. For sure, yeah. Uh, and they've done shots like that before, right, with the trunk and all that. Uh, they've kind of taken cues from him. Yeah, true, but true. I forgot about that from season A lot two. of people didn't like that scene because they felt that, A, it wasn't necessary, and B, it was overly dramatic. Um, I would I say liked- that if that scene was shot as if they didn't show Andrea being taken prisoner and that we were supposed to kind of be kind of up in the air, um, yeah. but I'm overlooking it because of the rule of cool. That was a cool ass scene and it set the uh, episode off the right way, I thought. And yeah, so. And it sets up the next episode, right? We know how much there is at stake now. If, Assuming you're on board at all with Andrea uh, and you want her to survive this thing, then we know that Andrea is not in a good position at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we needed to see that to get us really excited saying, oh, what's going to happen next time? So a uh, perfect way to end the episode, I thought. And that's it, man. That's the recap. <laughs> do you have any promotional stuff to do before we get to the feedback? I do. Um I forgot to mention this at the start of the show. Our contest ended last night at midnight. Um, we are going to be drawing the winners tomorrow. Um, 
we're not going to we can't announce it because we actually have to verify well it'll take us a while to announce because we have to verify and give them a couple days to respond hopefully they'll respond right away obviously to be excited about winning their kindle um so i don't know how long that'll take to play out but we should uh have an announcement sometime later on this week and i can't remember if the stupid contest rules allow us to announce it on facebook but we will be mentioning it on all the podcasts who won and uh it won't be any of us it's all in the up and up um so <laughs> uh, and i assume we'll be contacting that person via email or? yeah that's the only way we got so hopefully they use their legit email <laughs> and they've got uh us out of their spam filter <laughs> everything from baldmove.com black hole yeah so we got uh, that. Is that it no don't forget about our t-shirts uh also baldmove.spreadshirt.com uh, we are part of the Bald Move Network, and you can find all of our content, including our coverage of The Walking Dead, um, Breaking Bad, our weekly general TV cast, where we're currently talking about Justified and Girls, among other things. Uh, also, Game yeah, of Thrones and Mad. Awesome. Yep, Game of Thrones and Mad Men are coming back. Uh, Mad Brew and I are probably doing our um, preview cast next week. So if you'd like to send us uh, an email on that and get in uh, some topics you'd like us to discuss, you can do that at nightswatch at baldmove.com. Uh, don't forget our newest affiliates, or our affiliates, period. They're not really new anymore. Uh, Personal Arrogance Crew out of Seattle. This week was especially entertaining, I thought. A very boozy cast. I felt like <laughs> Eric, especially towards the middle, started to get a little slurry. Uh, they talk about their uh, build-their-own-bar um, a, a bunch of other different things. Uh, check that out. They're hilarious. Also, our female friends, the Because Show, Jerilyn, Amy, and Susan. Um, and also, Kelly and Tom are back at it with Up Years Downstairs, uh, talking about Downton Abbey, a, a three-part extravaganza on the season three wrap-up of that. And uh, I'll keep you kind of posted on what they're doing. If you'd like to support us, you can do so in three primary ways. Number one, Go to iTunes and rate and review us. It's the single best thing you can do to help drive traffic to our cast. Number two, go to our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com or you can click on the banner at the top of baldmove.com and anything you purchase within like 24 hours of using that link, we get a teeny tiny cut of profit for and we appreciate that. And third, tell a friend. If you got a friend that is into quality television, uh, put baldmove.com in their ears, in their ear holes, and we'll take it from there. Sure. <laughs> we'll get our right. turkey baster funnel and we'll shove it down <laughs> yeah, that I'm ear canal <laughs> <laughs> and pour our disgusting filth down it. Ugh. Now the we're ready. Orifice is your choice. <laughs> now we're ready for the feedback. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of it this week, so I'm going to try to make it speedy and my voice is not uh, top notch tonight because I'm sick, but <clears throat> we'll try it. Sully from Boston um, says... He has a couple points about this episode, actually five of them. He says the Bloodhound Master Tracker Governor was not believable. Agreed. Uh, two, five episodes ago, the governor was amazed that Rick's group cleared the prison, but now he can take out 20 zombies with a shovel and a handgun? Yeah, that was kind of... I see your point there. There was a lot of zombies. They did, no. Yeah, they, and then they, made his, uh, they made his exit seem very desperate. I, I kind of feel like... Yeah. I don't know. They, they, they should have cut from that scene a little bit sooner so we maybe kind of thought he could just ran but the way they shot it i clearly thought he was de dead i mean i didn't There's think he was dead thing. but i kind of thought like how the hell is he going to get out 
Yeah, they definitely wanted us to think maybe he is done, but we all kind of knew better. Um, there, there's another thing, too. At the end of the episode, when he's talking to Milton, he's kind of like holding his side a little bit. Mm. Um, and people are speculating that maybe that's a bite. Maybe the governor's been scratched or something, and he's going to turn, but slowly, and before then, he's going to try to take his revenge. Yeah, I wondered about that, too, especially when he was kind of being cagey about his window half rolled down. He's giving him the, uh, the Tim the Tool Man Taylor, uh, Tool Time <laughs> Taylor neighbor treatment. Um, yep. But then I thought, oh, well, he was just hiding Andrea in the back. He didn't want anybody to see that, which is also yeah. an odd choice since... You know, everybody knows that he goes back there and there's this huge observation deck. So who's he hiding Andrea from anyway? Uh, Martinez? I, I mean, like, why would Martinez give a shit? Uh, I I don't know. That guy doesn't... I get the impression that he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, but do you think he would be... Like, uh, does, he seems like he's kind of psycho and he's not going to have a big problem with anything going down. I don't know, but they... I don't know, but they, they make him seem like a that, decent dude. Yeah. Daryl. Yeah. yeah, the scene with Daryl last episode really kind of threw me for a loop. But this, I mean, he's back to being an unquestioned killing machine for the governor this time. Yep. The new Merle, uh, if you will. Speaking of the governor and Andrea, uh, Sully goes on, how exactly did the governor prevent Andrea from screaming out, then dragging her back to his truck, then driving her hidden in the truck into Woodbury, and load her into the barber's chair with no one noticing or helping? Uh Fair. Oh wait, he had her mouth duct tape. That renders Andrea perfectly silent and cooperative. That's a well-established no. fact in many TV and movies, and television shows and movies. Duct tape over the mouth equals silence. Yeah, I I don't know what the answer to that is, but okay. <laughs> uh, I, he he also says I'm doubtful, but I promise to never criticize the show again if the governor actually uses any of those torture devices, particularly a speculum. Uh. Okay. Uh, I think he's criticizing the show for not being dark enough. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think they can go much darker dark. on Basic Cable. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. This is a. I don't think even HBO could get away with some of the shit that they pull in the comic book. Yeah, probably. Uh, number five. Hopefully, next episode is not solely Rick's group on the same day pre-war. And if per the preview, they seriously consider Michonne for an immunity necklace. <laughs> I didn't get that either. That's a survivor. Uh, survivor reference. <laughs> survivor reference, yeah. Uh, he's going to personally refire Glenn Mazzara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby H. in Pittsburgh says, uh, I was generally pleased with this week's episode. It was a lot of a- action, was well filmed, did a good job of making you feel the chill of the upcoming Georgia winter. The best part was that Andrea finally reaped the product of her stupidity. My one complaint of not just this episode but of the whole season is that no one seems too concerned about being scratched by a zombie in season one jim not me was undone by a swipe across his midsection cue fever hallucinations and death and morgan was freaked out that rick's gunshot wound might have been a walker scratch and would lead to his turning so with that in mind how am i to believe that between andrew being grabbed through the tree during her 5k through the woods and the governor fending off a swarm of walkers by uh with his bare hands that both escaped without a scratch literally without a scratch uh, sure, they're wearing extra warm coats to insulate against the freezing Georgia air. <laughs> but still, come on. Uh, this governor had blood about his brow, but I assume that it's supposed to be from the biters he dispatched at the warehouse. Um, or someone would have made more of it. That's a, I, that's a fair point, right? I mean, Jim, being the shining example of that, he was not bit. Um, 
Yeah, actually, I thought he was. I thought that that's the the the, the uh, Walker bit him through his shirt, and there was like a a big kind of circular mouth shaped wound on him. Oh, was there? I thought so. That might explain it then. I could be wrong, yeah. but uh, that's that's the impression I got. Um, yeah, I feel like that this show has established that you can get as much zombie blood and guts and superficial defensive wounds on you as you want. The real curse of death is the bite. We've, or if you're torn open <laughs> in the stomach like Dale was, <laughs> that will also kill you. So yeah. massive exposure of your organs to zombies' presence or a bite. That's the way that you turn into zombie. I'm not saying it's consistent. I'm just saying that – or I'm not saying it makes logical sense. I'm just saying it's consistent. Okay. Uh, Jessica C. in Atlanta says, I wanted to share my thoughts on Prey. Although I'm hearing lots of hate from other viewers, I mostly enjoyed the episode. Yes, Andrea's still an idiot, but I enjoyed the writer's use of her in a nod to the classic – Last girl horror trope in her cat and mouse chase scene with the governor. Except that unlike most horror heroines, she did not escape the monster, but ended back, uh, ended up back in his lair slash torture chamber. There was plenty of the usual Walking Dead BS that we've come to expect from the writers, but I like the occasional horror genre nods. So do I, Jessica. So do I. I wonder if you come down to whether you like this episode or not, if you are a big horror person. Because I'm on I record imagine. as not being one. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. Uh, um, and she went on to mention about the truck, uh, like I said earlier. Uh, Sarge writes in, I thought, I got two thoughts about this episode. Milton does not have the nuts to leave Woodbury himself to burn those walkers. I think that Morgan burned the walkers. He's the wild card. What do you think about that? He's compulsion to clear has brought him down to Woodbury, huh? Um, No. No, I don't Maybe think. So. Uh, I don't think we're going no. to see Morgan the rest of this season. Okay, fair enough. Um, he goes on point number two. It's taken all season to develop the character of the governor. I hope he doesn't get killed too soon. There's still a lot to be done with his character. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know if I agree with that one. I think he's pretty much run his course. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, the governor having two people come back from the brink of lunacy is not going to be interesting. Uh, Joseph, Joseph from Miami says, good God, can they drag this story out any further? Apparently for two more episodes. Is obvious Andrea will be saved by Milton, who in turn will be killed by the governor or one of the minions. Andrea will then make it to the prison just in time for the outsiders like rumble scene. <laughs> have you seen outsiders? Uh, no, I have not. I haven't either. Apparently Patrick Swayze's in it, and he's hoping he'll make an appearance as a zombie, which <laughs> he's been asked too soon. Well, he, he has going to say he is dead, so... Yeah. Um, and play a pivotal role in the governor's eventual overly dramatic death. Someone important must die, so I say it will be Glenn trying to save Maggie from a walker that got, that got in during the battle, or Merle saving Rick, proving he was good as he could be all along. Uh, I love the show, never miss it, but it's getting too predictable. Additionally, they're going to have to move the prison, move from the prison because prisoners are boring as shit. <laughs> prisons are boring as shit. Maybe they take over Woodbury and Rick becomes the new governor and sees he must act like Saddam Hussein to keep the citizens in line. Oh, the parallels. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the show. I they will need s- to get to the prison, right? I will say, if the show, I mean, I'm still holding out hope that there'll be a couple more twists at the end. 
But yeah, it does seem like that they're setting this up to where Milton's going to have a change of heart and a heroic sacrifice, and Andrew's going to reunite with the survivors. Honestly, I kind of hope they invert that and that Andrea. I kind of, I'm kind of on board with Andrea dying at this point. Yeah, I don't know that she's got much else to do. I think she's reached a Lori point to where even if, you know, they tried to make Lori more sympathetic and say even things that the audience is thinking. Like, I know I'm not, I've been a giant bitch and not mother of the year, um, <laughs> but it was just like too little too late. And I worry just ga- gauging on the feedback that we see and the stuff I read around the net that Andrea is past that point of no return. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Thaisa says, I'd like to no- nominate Eddie. Zombie of the week for your review. Okay. Uh, I neglected Idiot Survivor because of this. Uh, Those three knuckleheads who attacked Andrea in the woods. Zombie number one embraces Andrea from behind with a tree, uh, from behind a tree with a degree of gentleness that made them look like they were posing for a picture at Niagara Falls. (laughs) Uh, Zombie number two gets Andrea's knee pushed into her chest. That walker should have been chomping on that leg like it was a KFC drive-thru. Yes. Uh, I don't see any duct tape on that leg, do you? <laughs> yes. Uh, and zombie number three lines up single file behind zombie number two. Why not swing around, take a bite out of Andrea's shoulder? She's the Ralph Wickham of zombie society. Yes, they had the, uh, like I said, they, they had this weird combination of mystical teleporting powers and incredible non-zombie savvy. Yep. So idiot survivors of the week are the zombies this time. <laughs> Technically, they're not dead. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Christian J. From, from Florida. So I'd like to share a thought I had when watching the latest episode. I want to mention the scene in which Andrea is trying to hide from the governor in the abandoned building. Towards the end of the sequence, she enters a door that leads to a staircase which is loaded with zombies. So she goes back out and closes the door behind her as the governor corners her. Uh, one, when, what? one sees the governor approach Andrea from the front door, and the door is clearly seen right behind her. Uh, all of a sudden, as the governor gets closer, Andrea disappears behind that same door, which now appears to be on the right side of the screen. The governor seems to approach her from a different angle. Uh, furthermore, the zombies are now gone from the stairway. Instead, they appear from behind a wall to the left of the door. Now, I I think you're... I don't think you yeah. saw that correctly, because it, it all lines up. The only thing that I was surprised by was the fact that the zombies weren't pushing against that door while she was standing in front of it. Well, the only... Huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that staircase isn't directly in front of the door. It, there's a left turn, and then there's a staircase. And when she ducks behind the door, she gets literally behind the door, between the wall yes. and the door. Yes, yes. Agreed. Just lets the zombies go and that, past. that door was just wide enough to close off that passage. Exactly, yeah. Yep. And then they so saw I think that all worked out. Yeah, I, I agree. The zombie psychology, I don't know if it works out, uh, but... Yeah, I, I, I first, I think I had to rewind that to see because I had a little bit of kind of what the fuck. But yeah, I felt like the staging, for once, uh, kind of <laughs> panned out. Murphy says, I love watching the coyote chase the roadrunner. He uses all kind of hilarious tactics and they always blow up in his face. I really like the coyote. I understand the coyote. The roadrunner is also understandable. He doesn't want to get eaten by a coyote. It's fun to watch those two characters that I like chase each other around. I fucking hate Andrea, and I think the governor is one of the most bipolar backasswords characters, uh, backasswords written characters I've seen in the show in a long time. Oh boy, when Andrea told Poindexter, you can't stay here and be neutral, I nearly fucking choked. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, look who's talking, you fucking clown. 
If the writers have any mercy at all, the governor will drag Andrea's dumbass out to the prison and use her to try to get Rick to surrender. Uh, when Rick refuses, the governor's going to cut her silly fucking head off. That would call for a fiesta. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, for some reason, I don't hate Andrea as much as I hated Lori. I'm oh, not sure why. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's they're being funny, but surely Andrea's not as fiesta-worthy as Lori. Although, to be fair, Andrea did almost kill our favorite character. Yeah, true. So she's got an impressive body of work uh, herself. Ruben from Boston says, I thought this was a great hour of television, even with all of the plot contrivances. I won't bother to mention them all because you guys are masters of tearing them apart anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to say that Philip must have gone to the Andrew Lincoln School of, Sur- of Zombie Survival to have escaped that horde of walkers. <laughs> this is pretty funny. I'm surprised they didn't show him lure them away with an axe and chopped up deer parts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the show writers really this dumb or do they do all the shit just to fuck with intelligent viewers. Uh, I... It's so... There's, like, an element of... Yeah, maybe they don't think that the audience is super smart, because when you play a scene like that, and you know... If you follow the show at all, you know that the governor is a major character, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to be taken out by Andrea in some warehouse two episodes before the season finale when there's a war coming. Right. We fucking know that. He's not going to die there. Well, but so, we know that about Rick. Rick and Carl or Jr. are never going to die, but they can still put them in suspenseful situations that we kind of get caught up in because we care about them. I think yes, the problem is the audience really doesn't care about Lori and her flight to get back to her home. Yeah. That's really confusing because the actress is named Lori and the character is Andrea. Oh, did I call her Lori? You, you did. I did that deliberately. I, I did that deliberately early on in this. The the you know to say like you know director is talking her as her person, not a yeah. character. But I just fucked that up. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, Jim writes in. Uh, I know that you were led to believe that Milton burned the walkers, but I have a really hard time believing that he was able to steal the truck and gasoline without Martinez knowing. Uh, I'm hope I'm, I'm hoping that it was Martinez that burned the walkers. Pits, either because he realized how morally wrong it was to use the walkers after Tyrese's reaction, or because he's trying to set Tyrese up for some other reason. But that Ooh. Milton figured it out. That Milton is a clever one. And I can't figure out if he's an evil genius or just a genius. Either way, his character's getting interesting. Uh, I don't think he's evil what or a genius. Uh, I don't think that that's actually true, but I really like the theory. Um, I really like the fact that maybe Martinez is a really good guy. Um and that what Tyrese said did affect him and, and seeing that Daryl and the other crew, like Rick's heavy badasses um, are way nicer people than the governor's heavy badasses, but they're still badasses. And maybe he's thinking that there is a different way. Um, that's a really interesting point. Uh, I don't know about yeah. him setting up Tyrese, but I really like the idea that this is somebody that we are not seeing, expecting, but in in retrospect would make obvious sense. Or some sense. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you can play with our our biases there, too. Yeah. I mean, we see that he's following the governor, but we don't really know much about him. And we're assuming he's a bad guy. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this name correctly. I doubt I'm going to get it. I'm going to call him Yushin. It's it's the guy I've been calling Oyston for the last four weeks or so. 
apparently he's Irish and his name is Eugene. Is it supposed to be like uh, Eugene? Is that the Irish version of Eugene? I don't think so. I think it's just a name that we don't have over here. Okay. Like Shillelagh? Uh, <laughs> sure. Or Eric? Yes. <laughs> uh, so he says they are really showing how sick and crazy the governor really is by showing all the torture and weird things that he was setting up on the table and by showing him holding onto the chains that he set out from Michonne. Yeah, that chain scene. Ooh, he swung for def- David Morris, he swung for defenses on that one. Yeah, he did. This is either going to work or it's not. It's like uh, he says, "I'm so glad the point." Huh? Oh, go and go ahead. I was going to make a, um, I was going to make a Mazzara joke, but then I got sad because he's fired. Also, oh. a, a follow up on that other guy's email about like insulting the audience intelligence and all that. It's like I also wonder. One of the theories about Mazzara getting caught or cut was how displeased the executives were at the second half of the season. It could be that these were just awful sources that, you know, because sometimes you film stuff and it just doesn't work the way you think it was going to, and you don't have all the scenes you need, and this they're trying to desperately fix this through editing, but, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I, I If that theory is true and Mazzara got axed because of the poor quality of the second season, then I don't think it's the showrunners being insulting. I just think they just kind of maybe lost control of, of what, the you know the thread of what they're trying to do in the show across all the different episodes and you know it didn't come together yeah. in editing i don't know and i'm not going to claim that running a show is easy because they have never done it and b i don't think i could do it. hell no I mean, especially the way they do that con- concurrently where they shoot like several scenes together they're going to be cut in the individual i mean it'd be real easy to miss some crucial things or not get a correct performance or you know, I mean, I'm not making excuses for them. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do this shit right. So, um, but I can understand how it would happen. And Mazzara was never like this ace showrunner. He was just a guy. Yeah. Like you'd say in the football. Yeah, world. I mean, he, he did uh, some stuff with uh, The Shield, which actually turned out to be a, a really great series. But he, was not great the, he was not the guy on The Shield. No, 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 no. He did a lot of writing and stuff, and right. I think he might have been a producer as well. Right. Um, but yeah, running a show is hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean, like Seppenwall basically said, his reputation is just he's a competent showrunner. He's not a uh, Villigan. He's not a Yost. Uh, anybody. He's not a, a Terrence Winters or anybody on that caliber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackie says this episode was kind of fun. I like the extended chase scene a lot, but one question, what's with the governor's sudden pinch out for creepy whistling? Had he ever done it before this episode? I think we talked about that during the recap. Yep. Um, Ferzan? Ferzan? I don't know, man. You might want to write me a pronunciation guide for your name, too. Uh, it says, <laughs> I thought it was really good. The governor stalking Andrea actually gave me a scare. Tyrese time is always welcomed. And oh my god, was it just me? Or were the burn zombie effects just terrifyingly good? Yes, it was they were. not just you. Zan writes in, I thought it was really good. The governor stalking Andrea actually gave me a scare. Tyrese time is always welcomed, and oh my god, was it just me, or were the burnt zombie effects just terrifyingly good? Yes, they were. Uh, now, a couple problems. He says, a couple 180 degree turns in Tyrese's personality all throughout this episode. What did Tyrese's character implies he would even think about throwing his friend into a pit of walkers? He's level-headed all the time. Even if he did snap to go so far as to do that, what? Uh, he says, also, I'm interested in the Milton slash old governor relationship. 
Some of my friends have read homosexual undertones, but I just think they're reaching. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think they're reaching on that. Yeah. I, I don't get any of that. Enthusiastic, uh, enthusiastic cosign of the overreach theory. <laughs> I didn't have, don't get that at all. Okay. Uh, why, why would someone run into the forest and close their eyes to catch the breath uh, like Andrea did? And how does the governor keep finding Andrea? And what's with the Neo getup? <laughs> Good All question. In black. I, I actually read that more as a a Western. Thing, oh yeah, Man in Black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick M from Illinois says, "Hey guys, I thought last episode was great. Uh, felt very tense and nice to see Tyrese and those survivors get some TV time. I'm interested to know what you guys think is going to happen to Tyrese since they look like they're staying for now." By the way, I think Aaron won't have to drink that alcohol because I think Milton is gone. Agreed. <laughs> My liver yeah. is very happy about the way the, the uh, he's turning out. <laughs> yep. Uh, Staffa writes in, has a problem with the choreography in uh, the fight scene. He says, worst choreographed fight scene award goes to Tyrese and Ben's dad, whatever his name is. I think it's Alan. Seriously, it's like they hugged and jumped around. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a real problem with it, but I didn't watch it that closely. Weird, weird angle by on um, when he's holding him over to Screamer Pit too. I thought. Oh, was it? Yeah, I thought so. Hmm. Uh, Michelle writes in. Maybe it's because I'm a woman that I had such a visceral reaction to the end of tonight's episode of The Walking Dead. And perhaps writers slash producers wanted to elicit that anger from me as a viewer to demonstrate just how evil and callous a bastard the governor's character is. However, I can't help but shake the feelings of disgust over the fact that this episode smacked of some pervo man writing it, looking at you, Glenn Mazzara, on the writing credits, <laughs> and fantasizing that he's going to get the dude Andrea had sex with to give her the speculum and lots of sexual pain in the old school dental chair. Grossness. Yeah, Michelle, I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. They want you to really hate this guy now uh, and realize that he's just a fucking evil bastard. Um, and apparently it's effective because you, you do hate him. <laughs> <laughs> it is working. Graham says, yep, Graham says, not sure if you noticed, but during the warehouse scene when Andrea enters one of the rooms, uh, the graffiti on the wall right next to her reads, wake up. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I did not notice that. Uh, Corey from Alabama. Jim said on Twitter that this episode was phenomenal, but I have to disagree. Uh, the entire chase sequence with Andrea felt pointless and was proven pointless at the end of the episode. We all knew the governor wasn't going down that way. The only redevelopment and I felt was between Tyrese's, Tyrese and his group. It was interesting that Alan felt his wife had feelings for Tyrese because we knew absolutely nothing about his wife Donna beforehand. I also like the nod to the comics where spoiler section. Um, actually, not not spoiler section. Because you talked about it earlier where Tyrese is a crappy shot. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff was, I think, supposed to be inferred. Um, like, we're supposed to see the conflict between Tyrese and between Alan and take the little information that they give us and kind of construct a story. And I did, but I'm saving it for the spoiler section, so everyone can tell me I'm totally wrong. All right. Um, And, like I said, I... I mean, we talked about it earlier. I don't think the entire episode was pointless. I think there's... You could certainly cut it out, um, and we wouldn't miss anything plot-wise, but I think motivation-wise, we would miss quite a bit of it. Well, and sometimes you can do things just because it's cool, um, or you can do things just because it... I mean, 
so I didn't have a problem per se with the governor stalking down Andrea. Um, and I thought it was definitely cool. I had some problem with some of the staging. And again, I'm not a big fan of that horror trope, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's pointless. It's like, you know, was the episode of Breaking Bad, the fly pointless, you know, because it didn't, <laughs> it didn't advance a plot. It's like, no, I mean, it obviously had a, a point yeah, to it. It's not the only thing that needs to be considered. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my personal television watching is based more on like watchability, um, not necessarily like thematics and all that stuff. I enjoy something that makes me get involved in the story. And for me, being a big horror fan, these horror tropes totally did that. Okay. Uh, so I, I can see why Corey doesn't like it, but at the same time, uh, I loved it. <laughs> Jake from Tallahassee. Last email says, do you remember early speculation about how the new opening credits were giving us hints for the plot? Like how Sarah Wayne Kelly's name appears over a single bullet shell and a centipede crawling over it that matches her fate in the show. Looking at it now, Michael Rooker's name flashes over a pair of Walker eyes. Uh, Lori Holden and Lori Cohan's name flashes over pictures of gravestones and used bullet shells. We can only assume they'll die in the war. Hope I'm wrong, but the credits have been consistent so far. That's true. Ah, we actually points. we talked about that a lot last uh, half of the season, and it, there was yep. uh, a little bit to that. So, yeah. All right, that's it for non-spoiler feedback. Well, if you'd like to give us more feedback, you can do so at watchingdeadatbaldmove dot com. You can also follow us along on our live Facebook threads for the show at facebook dot com slash baldmove, and follow Jim on Twitter dot com at bald move and that's it ready to go to the spoiler section okay thanks everybody for listening we'll be back next week episode 15 and until then i'm jim and i'm aaron see you then back with the spoiler section uh we don't have the review we, or the preview we decided not to do that We're I deleting guess. it no more yeah it's gone it's gone not a feature uh so why don't you get us straight back into the spoiler feedback actually i got a couple of takes i want to talk about um oh so in the comic book tyrese is kind of a little bit of a homewrecker <laughs> um he okay. kind of fucks around with carol and ends up breaking her heart and he fucks around with michonne um, I thought they tried to get a little bit of that flavor with him, with Donna kind of throwing herself at him, but they, they also tried to, um, make Tyrese out to like, he was a, uh, you know, you know, that, that he was a good guy and he didn't court any of this attention. Do yeah. you think that that might be something that they explore that, uh, you know, cause then when Tyrese told, uh, what was his name? I think it's Alan. Can yeah, I, Alan. can I like struck what I think happened. Yes. Go for before it. you like drop it on me. Yep. So like you know, from just from the stuff they said in this episode, because I don't remember anything about Tyrese's character, honestly. Um it seemed like Tyrese holds Alan responsible for Donna's death. Like like it seems to me like there was some at some point okay, so Tyrese saved Donna's life. 
and then she, she was all clinging to him and whatnot, as as they specifically said in this episode. Um, and I think at some point, probably Tyrese and Alan had kind of a confrontation about that, and Tyrese probably backed off and said, "Okay, well, let you, uh, you do what you got to do to protect her." Then, um, and I'm going to leave that to you. And then she got bit and killed, mm-hmm. and now that's why Tyrese blew up on Alan today in this episode. I'm wondering if Tyrese didn't maybe encourage that attention a little bit more than he's letting on. Oh, you think so? And that's why at the okay. end he's like, you know, he tweaked, uh, shit, you just said the guy's name, Alan. He tweaked Alan about it. Yeah. Um, so I, that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. And maybe if they, if Alan survives this, if that's something they'll explore in later seasons. Um, but anyway, yeah. an interesting kind of semi deviation from the comics. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about uh, is the exceptional idea that he had of uh, one of our listeners had of Martinez becoming a good guy and turning on the governor. Uh, in the comics, we do know that the governor is eventually brought down by a Woodbury native, one of his uh, not necessarily lieutenants, but uh, one of his people who's disgusted uh, with his assault and, and, and clearly um, aggressive assault on the, the prisoner and ends up uh, shooting him and throwing him through the zombies. It would be interesting if Martinez turns out to be that guy. Yeah. And I'm with you. I'm wondering what could be the impetus uh, that would move Martinez doing that because we seem like he's got a soft spot towards family. Uh, and without further ado, I'm going to move on to this, the listeners' uh, spoilers because they kind of talk about some of the other things I wanted to. Mike from Northern Carolina said, my prediction for the next two episodes for The Walking Dead are that Andrea will be tortured and Milton will eventually free her. The governor kills Milton. I'm pissed that everyone stopped calling him Poindexter. Come on, people. Get it together. Uh, <laughs> that Andrea tortures the governor back. She runs to the prison and warns him of the governor's plot, but is interrupted by the governor. A huge brawl breaks out in the middle. Governor shoots Beth and Judith. Uh, Tyrese ends up killing the governor after this. Then the season ends with Michonne giving Tyrese a blowjob in the basketball court with Carol looking on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it went a little off the rails there at the end. Um, yeah. So this brings up in the comic, Lori and Beth get, or Lori and Judith get, get cut down by a shotgun blast by the governor. What if Beth is the one that stands in for Lori? She's running with Judith clearly jostling the baby breaking its neck it's 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 a mercy killing at this point it's uh, already done it yeah yeah the governor kills her and then martinez sees that and like you know it's like what the fuck you killed a teenage girl and a baby and kills him in a fit of rage yeah oh that would be awesome so now i'm starting to think like yeah and if, if he's the one that set the zombies on fire all even better mm-hmm. yeah i'm with you Jason says, and here's a, I'm going to actually move this to the bottom because we try to keep the severe spoilers um, later on, the non-comic severe spoilers. So I'm going to put this one dead to last and then I'm going to scroll back up <laughs> and continue my, doing what I'm doing. Lenny C says, I would love to see Daryl get killed because it would be so friggin' badass and show that the show has balls approaching those of Kirkman when he kills off fan favorites. Uh, do you think that they'll kill Daryl? Uh, that did not seem like the direction they were going in the interview with Glenn Mazzara that I watched. No. Yeah, but Mazzara says all kinds of shit. That doesn't mean. Yeah, and he's not on the show in season four. I'll I'll say it's not going to happen yet. 
certainly not in this season. Okay. I would say agree. I think Daryl's got probably another season of Shields, but I would not be surprised if they don't eventually kill him off just for that purpose. Uh, yeah. It's interesting to note that he probably signed a five-season deal because I guess that's standard. So I would start, if he's alive at the end of season five, uh, towards the end of season five, I would get very scared of him dying in the finale or uh, or by, by the end of season five for sure. In yeah. fact, I would be shocked kind of after I've said it like that if he survives past season five. Yeah, that's another two seasons. I mean, especially if uh, some of the bigger spoilers are true. Mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to keep his character going for another two seasons without some more, uh, uh, without some story injection. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, if they do kill Daryl, then Andrew will have to kill the governor. But the more I think about it, the more I say, think that they will kill Andrea first because of the entire internet hating her second, uh, because the way they would do it is to have Andrew finally get her, get up her nerve to kill the governor. But this time when she tries, he's onto her. So she will fail. The governor will behead her at the prison gates, which is something we speculated about before. I don't think there will be two more attacks like in the comics um, because we've already featured the first attack earlier in the season. So I think the next attack will be the final one. Uh, he says, I bet there better be some beheading or this show is a douche. Um, I agree. Someone's going to get beheaded outside the gates of the prison. Uh, I don't think it would be Milton. I don't think it'd be, I'm going to be outraged if it's Tyrese. The only logical person at this point is Andrea. God, if they make it Tyrese. Oh, God. Oh. This show is done, man. God. Um, Herschel will not die. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a, a point? No. I, did you say you think it's Andrea? Because I think it's Andrea. Yeah, I really do. For all the reasons we've already talked about. Uh, Herschel will not die because he's the new Dale. So he has to survive in order to be eaten by the hunters, uh, which is a classic, another classic storyline that uh, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Milton will kill Beth playing Lori's role and Judith on the governor's orders. Uh, when he realizes what he's done, he'll be totally disgusted just like the woman in the comic was and Milton will kill the governor. And then he'll join Rick's group, assuming the role of Eugene, which we talked about was, uh, in previous episodes was from the, the high school chemistry teacher, I believe who lies to everybody and says that he's actually a member of the government who has been working on a zombie cure uh, I think that idea has legs. Obviously, my liver kind of quivered at that uh, mention of that idea. Tyrese will end up joining Rick's group and play the role of Abe. Tyrese will defect to Rick's group. Abe is the uh, is the new badass, the post-Tyrese badass of the group uh, that you are not familiar with at all, Jim, because you haven't read Past the Prison. Um, skipping ahead a little bit, he says Carol, he thinks Carol will die. Um, but if she doesn't, she will eventually take over Andrew's role in the, uh, in the comic as a sharpshooter. What do you think about that, Jim? Could be. She's not a bad shot. The more I think about it, the more they've kind of laid down, you know, she's offered to help Axel learn how to shoot, and she's talking about she's a fair shot herself. I, yeah, Andrea seems like she's a goner, and Carol's going to take over that part. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks he's got a question about Morgan that I don't really want to get into because I don't think we're going to see Morgan again. Uh, he thinks Glenn and Maggie... Well, we know for a fact we will, right? I mean, he's credited in episode 16. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. That's got to be yeah. a flashback, right? Uh, don't, I couldn't guarantee that. Um, <laughs> he says, Glenn and Ma- Ma- Maggie live. If Carol dies, uh, then Maggie will take over Andrew's role of sharpshooter. 
Um, that'd be interesting. Uh, Michonne definitely lives. She's too badass to kill. If Andrew's killed, however, it's unclear how it will be with Michonne's katana. Hmm. Ooh, interesting. That's right. Because in the comic, he beheads these people with, uh, Michonne's katana because he captured it as like a war trophy. Um, now that I think of it, I think Michonne will also try a solo attack on the governor and lose her katana so the governor can then use it. Then the governor will use it to behead Andrea first in front of Michonne to torture Michonne. Definitely. Then Michonne will get free. I don't know. There's not enough. I think your problem here, Lenny, is you're not, you're not factoring. In fact, we only have two episodes left to go. These are all really good ideas, but I don't think there's enough time to make all this stuff happen. Yeah, that's, that could be true. And also they're not sticking extraordinarily close to the comics, right? No, but it do, does seem at the end of each season, they kind of reset the, the chessboard so that they could if they wanted to. Hmm. So, okay. um, and what they all like also doing is putting characters in roles that they didn't have in the comic, but they're essentially the same role, because Herschel is now more of a, a Dale character from the comics, yeah. um, right down to the missing leg. Uh, JR from Pennsylvania says, have you checked out the inside the episode videos on AMC websites? They feature Kirkman, Mazera, et cetera, explaining many of the actions and motivations behind the events of each character of each episodes. Yes. The very same motivations and actions that receive little to no explanation during the actual episodes and lead us to pull our hair out or scream. What the fuck at the TV? Uh, no, I'm not watching that. Uh, I it's curious cause I do watch all the Mad Men ones and breaking bad ones. I just don't watch the walking dead ones. Um, because I'm usually not, I don't, I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, well, we did a shitty job of explaining this in the show, so we'll tell you what you were supposed to get from this scene. Yeah, I shouldn't have to watch the DVD commentary track to understand the show. Yeah, I should get like things that are kind of hidden and unobvious or something that I wouldn't catch on an initial first blush uh, performance. So. I don't, I don't know. But again, AMC does have a lot of fantastic content throughout the week if you want to check that out at amctv.com. Kyle Sweet from Australia says, I really enjoyed the show. I have a question for you. Out of the main group, who do you think will die by the end of the season? Kyle, you're going to have to wait for our post. Oh, wait. By the end of the season? Shit. I was going to say that would be something for our post-cast review. But uh, I think we've talked about that enough, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty sure Andrew's going to die. I'm hoping Milton will die. Um, and that's and probably Beth and Judith too. The Emma, governor for sure. And the governor for sure. Uh, Emma says, uh, we kind of well covered this. She was really squicked out about the, um, speculum, uh, especially the governor kind of setting it out and tapping it and giving it a special, uh, place of preeminence among his torture tools. She says, I'm concerned this show is going because I've read the comics a little uh, past this point. I think Andrew's going to get tortured instead of Michonne, and I'm not super opposed to it because I like for the show to explore dark places. However, I can't deal with the heavily implied gyno torture because I know the revenge aspect of it will probably suck. And she explains this by saying in the comics, Michonne's rape was heavily implied, but the revenge was explicit and made the reader uh, cheer Michonne on. To be honest, I can't sit through a terrifying rape without the rapist getting his comeuppets, especially having read the comics. So she's concerned that they're going to go full bore on Andrea, but because the TV show is the TV show, they're not going to be able to equally go full bore against the governor. I don't think they're going to go into gyno torture on this show. They can't do that on basic cable. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, uh, they didn't do it. They didn't do the rape scene with Maggie, so I really don't think they'll go 
uh, to the guy no torture stuff in this. Yeah, the reason that I think that they did especially go over those tools is because that's all you're, you're going to have to use your imagination on what happens to Andrea if she ends up being tortured. Yeah. Um, Craig Perry says anyway. Uh, two quick things. Do you guys think Andrea is going to flip flop from Michonne to the comics? Uh, rape, torture, and then gives the governor the old shitty spoon in the eye. Mm, I think we talked about that. They can't do this on basic cable, people. No way. Yeah. Um, Jason says, okay, this is the big spoiler. So if you don't want to know heavy duty spoilers for next week's show, please turn off the episode now. There's only about a minute or two left of this wretched episode of the watching dead. So you're not going to be missing anything, but a very graphic spoiler, uh, from Jason that I'm about to drop right now. Um, he says, I've stumbled across some pictures from episode 14 and 15 before last night aired. The 14 uh, screenshots, which was the one we just saw, were real, so these may be too. Hold on your butt cheeks. And he gives us a picture of Merle as a zombie. Uh, yeah. I, too, have seen these spoilers circulating around the Internet. Um, there was a, some asshole on Reddit that was PMing this to people and, like, rickrolling this with people and pretty stupid but it looks extremely credible and it looks like a freshly killed zombie Merle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was talking about with the major spoiler and Daryl's character needing more story next season. Uh, I, what do you think about it? I think it's kind of, he's kind of a horrible person in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I don't know how they could, I, I honestly don't know how they could have pulled, integrating Merle to the group. I think that they're going to give us just enough sympathy. And we saw from the previews of next week that, you know, they're there. It's going to be a Merle heavy episode. And, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to say that he's going to go out in some kind of redemptive blaze of glory. Um, but I also think it'd be cool if he was just a selfish asshole and he like tried to abandon the group and he ended up getting killed by that because ultimately I don't think that Merle needs redemption. He is a pretty vile, despicable character. Daryl needs for his personal growth to completely reject that part of him. But I don't think we need to have a rah-rah, oh, the racist has a heart of gold episode. So Yeah, I like your potential ending better for him. Okay. Um, that's about it. I'm about tired of wrestling with Skype tonight, uh, Jim. I don't know about okay. you. Yeah, me so too. That was the last spoiler email. Uh, I know you're feeling puny, uh, so hope you feel better for next week, or actually for the next podcast we record, the TV cast. And until that, until then, I'm going to steal your thunder and say, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you next week.